We're not editing things out. That's how we're going to start this. Tim okay. wants to edit stuff. No, no that's, we're not editing I'm, anything. I like to have things flowing nicely. So if you mess up, well, you can always go back and do it again. So. Well, you just say um and ah, and you just go back and fix up your words, <laughs> mate. But you were going to try and start on well, what this was, whole podcast was meant to be. Yes. Well, the whole idea behind this is that we're trying to stop the stigma around everyday situations. Um, so, for example, uh, leaving an accounting job you've had for 13 years to jump into a completely different career like I've just done. And on day one, and starting on, a podcast. <laughs> so certainly challenging yourself um, and moving into to spaces that potentially scare you or, or just completely new challenges. Yeah, well, it's not even that. It's just everyone, every single person is absolutely unique. So what they do in everyday life is going to be completely different. Like you journal and meditate. I would never journal and meditate. I've tried it. It doesn't work. It's just And not it's not my, for everyone. It is not my thing. It is definitely not my thing, but... I guess what we want to be able to look at with the stigma stoppers is that there is stigma around everything that we do. Absolutely do everything. Cold bars and then you get stigma from a Karen down the road going, what would you do a cold shower exactly or right jump thing. into an ice bath for? And we want to try and find out why everyone does that and stop the stigma around the different things people do for their own positive well-being. Exactly right. And it can be it can be massive decisions from um, you know moving overseas or it can just be little ones as... You're right. Um, your own your own methods of, of health and well being, exercise and and um, hobbies and things that you enjoy. And what what would uh, be your uh, a stigma thing for you, mate? What would be something that people turn around and go, well, "Why would you do that for?" Well, certainly the change of jobs and careers. Um, I've uh, had a couple of not not negative discussions by any means with people, but a few people potentially surprised at what I've uh, what I've done and what I'm uh, doing. Um, but in terms of my everyday life, I still get a bit of a couple of bit of shit from being the runner as to why are you still running around? Why are you still training? You don't need to. Um, you're not really a part of it, but I am. Um, you're the you're the catalyst for every time they win. Aren't that's you? exactly right. I'm the reason they win, but I'm not the reason they lose. Um, but <laughs> spoken like a true runner <laughs> who just points in the fourth quarter instead of running out there. That's exactly right. The body can't hold up with that stuff, but. But that, even those type of things, well, for me, even if I look at that aspect of it, I get to train two times a week and, and I look at that as a um, as an opportunity, not an obligation. So I get to go out there with people that I like spending time with. Um, I get to be somewhat fit. And then on the uh, weekends, I get to go out and run and it keeps me off the uh, beer till 5 p.m. So you actually still train when you, you're still training on Tuesday, Thursday night? I do. Kicking the footy. I do. Um that's the only time I kick the footy, and I can tell you what, I've still got it. <laughs> that you should see it. I reckon I, I reckon I missed five targets all season, and that that's oh, yeah. So, what um, I love about that is you train Tuesday, Thursday, and you think you still got it, but you would play five minutes of one quarter, I'd blow and up. you would blow up. I'd blow up. Would I wouldn't get a kick. <laughs> <laughs> you'd do an injury. You'd probably pop a knee. Hundred percent. Your Third wife, would, your wife would be angry at you. That she you... would not be happy. Um, <laughs> and you've no, got stairs to get up into your house. We too, do. So you'd be We're up a hill then stairs. <laughs> Um, but that's the thing as well. So, so even people are like, well, well, why do you train? Even your your thoughts then on it, it's a common thing. You're just the runner. Why do you train? Well, I love it. I love preseason. I used to hate preseason, um, but being away from the game for a couple of years, going back in, I I absolutely love preseason. I love the heat. Love running around in it. Um, you and would, you would 110 percent be first singlets off after the first sprint. No, nah, no way. That's not me. <laughs> that's that's maybe, me. That's maybe. me. <laughs> but, but I love it. That's that's my therapy right there. I love getting out and after a, uh, a nice busy day, you get out there in the sun and enjoy some sun on the body and, and getting around the boys. 
What else is a, uh, I guess, a stigma stopper for you? What's a, what's a couple other things that people potentially would look at? I, I'm going to go with a journal as one. Yeah, yeah. People, a lot of people uh, potentially think of journaling as not a, um, oh well, I'm not going to say it's not a manly thing to do, but you know, that's that's coming from a few years ago. Maybe that was the thought process. Um, but even that, I think the the fact that you've got to find the time to journal, um, and for me, it's very much a time where it's just me and my own thoughts. Um, the way that I journal is I can put down anything on a page and basically no one will see it. So I, I use that as a certainly a release. So Todd, after my first day today, you'll probably cop it tonight in the uh, journal. But That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but it I, makes I, me better for it. So. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I knew it was going to be information overload, but that's okay. Um, but so for me, yeah, that's again, it's just a way that I'm, I'm very comfortable with dealing um, with things that are going on in my life. Um, my wife doesn't even see what I write down, so that's... I'd say that's probably the only secret I've got, but uh. she, she doesn't know you get it. You actually train Tuesday, Thursday. You, she she doesn't know. She thinks I'm journaling. <laughs> and you meditate as well. I do meditate, uh, guided, guided. Obviously, I'm I'm a bit like you. I think that if I meditated with nothing, um, that's when I would go stir crazy. Um, so if I try to do it myself, so I do need the guided. Try and do that uh, with Claire in the morning. Um, sometimes if she gets up a bit earlier, it just puts me back to sleep. So, they, you know, they're yeah. the things that you have to deal with. What Can you uh, give us one of Claire's stigma stoppers that oh. is not going to be too personal that she wouldn't no, tell anyone? No, I think um, she loves, she does love a scroll on uh, on Instagram, and which I think we all do, but she does deep dive into her, you know, her YouTube videos as well, which again, I think is more common. I don't think it's that bad, but... She can go down a bit of a rabbit hole sometimes, um, which, hey, I mean, we all can. Is with, there aliens? she an alien girl? Nah, not aliens. More goes down makeup and beauty oh. and skincare, you know, <laughs> the boring stuff. She actually has been, which is quite scary, lately getting into the birthing videos and podcasts. So, Oh, look out, so, mate. Look out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Breathing techniques. <laughs> yeah, all that yeah. type of stuff. You're in, you're in deep shit now. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in for it. So uh, what about you, mate? What are you? Uh, I'm poor. Oh, there's so many for me, I reckon. Um Probably the sci-fi stuff is probably the big one. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, like your, your Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. I've got sci-fi books. That's pretty good. They're probably not stigma stoppers. They're just probably unusual things. Like, I'm a massive, um, like, serial killer murder books. Those your true crime things. type stuff. Yeah. Yep. I've done some really interesting books lately around neurosurgeons and heart surgeons and um, pathology is the one I'm reading at the moment. So, yep. he does all the autopsies. So, that one's pretty cool. Yeah. And so, you're a big reader. Massive reader. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I think even that, some, you know, a lot of people maybe don't appreciate. Well, even even Moving reading. House, the boys were like, you've got so, you got more books than I've, you know, I've had hot dinners. And I'm like, I actually do have, it's, the, that was the hardest part of moving was the fact trying to move all the bloody books. They're so bloody <laughs> heavy. Um, I'm trying to think what else is a bit weird. I'm a YouTuber like Claire, I think. I go yeah, down the YouTube rabbit hole. A bit of a deep dive and you, yeah. you find a few things and you click, you click yeah. on the next one. Yeah. Yep. Always do that. I'm just trying to think what else is a bit bit odd i'm definitely not a journal uh, journal but i'm not as much as you don't meditate um, you exercise you're a fit fella i exercise i don't yeah i guess there's a probably a little people can get a stigma with that as well especially if you're eating healthy people can get a bit weird around that. certainly yeah um but i've always just ate i eat for fuel i don't eat for taste yeah yeah so i've yep. never been a big cook jackie's gonna kill me <laughs> <laughs> jackie's gonna kill me on what i eat but i'm just a simple man that does simple things Yep. I'm trying to think of what else is probably outside the box. Probably the only oh. other stigma one is just deep diving into Korea. Yep. It's probably the really big one. Um, 
But I don't think I think a lot of people do that nowadays. Or oh, everyone's just really busy mm. at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, something odd. I'm sure there'll be a lot more, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head at the moment now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just more routine. I'm a five five a.m. every day. Gotta alarm goes off. Yep. Don't ever get up that time. But, but it still goes off. Alarm goes off. Routine's a big thing. You can always feel it when you're out of routine. Um, I think that's a really big one for me. Certainly, yeah. Is that yeah? Shit, I'm in a bit of trouble. Yep. Um, yeah, stigma stopper, mate. I'm trying to think. I completely agree with that with the routine. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to go over to Europe for a couple of weeks recently, and and coming back, um, just felt so out of it. Even you know, whilst I was over there, just the you know the potential sleep ins in the morning and not going to the gym or exercising or anything like that during the day and then you you go to dinner and you have a couple of glasses of red it's you know when things that are thrown out a bit like that it can mess with you and certainly can mess with your mental health as well when you're not in yeah. that in that safe place of routine definitely i even found like obviously it's i'm still probably taking me a couple of months out of the back end of COVID, but like you know i probably spent a lot of dan murphy's throughout that time and drinking alone because I was living, I live alone. So drinking alone at night. And then I think over the last couple of months has been definitely a, a trying to shift to only having a drink when there's someone else there. Yep. Which actually becomes a lot more difficult at the end of the day. And then someone like me who's really into work, I'm like, well, I don't really want to sit down and watch an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm going to get bored or I'm just going to flick through social media because that's a waste of time. So I'll just keep working yep. because usually I'd have a drink and then that'll put me to sleep and then I go to sleep. Whereas now it's like, well, if no one's here, um, I won't have some alcohol, uh, which, which is a good thing, yeah. but it's just, it's going to take a long time to get out of that routine of going. Well, I think it, it is a good thing, but it, you could also burn yourself out on the other side of things with work. If you're not stopping at a reasonable hour yeah. and all you know is work, well, then mm. that's not going to be good for you either. No. So that's trying to find, um, you know, have going out for dinner with different people or going to do different things or taking the dogs for a walk. But yeah, I think the other, that's probably another stigma stopper too is, yeah, trying to find what's that common balance that you need yep. to find yeah um hmm, i think it's an interesting one it's going to be an interesting podcast this one yeah i think so and um whilst we're on the topic of alcohol the actual not drinking um you know in certain events i've, I've uh i've got a presentation night this friday night and i think i'll probably drive and have a couple of beers um you know traditionally for me that's been uh certainly when i was a lot younger um and winning under 18 best and fairest but Back then, what we would do is we'd have our pre-drinks and we'd get hammered by the time we got to, mm. or get really drunk by the time we got to the presentation night and it was always a massive night. And so now you, it could be an age thing. It could be a fact that I've just come off a holiday, so I'm trying to yeah. maybe reduce the alcohol intake. But more than comfortable to go there and drive and have a couple of light beers, maybe a glass of red or whatever it is, just to really stay off it and just be there, be present to be, you know, attend. Yeah. But you don't have to necessarily drink, which... Be- which is a very interesting thing. And I think over mm. time for me, if I've ever done that in the past, I've probably copped a bit of shit from people being like, hey, hang on, why aren't you drinking? Like, come yeah. on, just drink. But as we get a bit older, it's sort of, it is starting to swing a bit the other way where it's like, you know, I've got more important things to do. I might have something I need to do on the Saturday. So if I write myself off on the Friday night, I'm going to be ratchet on the Saturday. That's right. But if I've got something there and I'm so I, I'm reprioritizing, I suppose, my... Not necessarily fun because I'll still have fun on the Friday night and mm. I'll still get along with everyone and everything like that. But it's just a bit of a different feel that, you know, maybe you don't need to drink as much to have as much fun, which I, I never thought I'd say. That's a good point. <laughs> it, you could almost do a whole episode on that around the yeah. not drinking stuff. It, it, I don't know if it's more nowadays that 
it's becoming a little bit more acceptable because if you went, I don't know, are we just getting older or is it just the change of time or if it's just, I don't know. But what I'm also finding if you go out to a pub or you want to go out for a night out and you drink, it's really expensive. So like expensive. it's really expensive. Yeah. Really you know, expensive. either our priorities have changed around where we want to put our money or it's the fact of getting an Uber or a cab in and yeah. then drinking and then Probably Uber a combination of, of, of a couple of things there. I think you're right. The priorities, we're, we're getting older. Um, with age comes uh, other responsibilities, families, mortgages, all that type of stuff. Um, you know, even living at a home by yourself, you know, that for you, that, that's obviously quite expensive in itself. So mm. are you going to want to, I, I don't say waste, but going out to the city for a night out with sometimes not it is. celebrating something. Sometimes it is a waste. Seen as a waste. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've got that part. Um, and then, yeah, um, it, you're right. It's, it's the money. It's so expensive to do anything these days. Mm. Um, you know, in the city, you're, you're right. You get in there, $100, $80, $100 Uber. Um, when you're out there, you're drinking, you're paying 10 12 bucks for a beer. Oh, if you're lucky. Yeah. I think I went in the city the other day, it was 16 bucks for a pint or and then 13 bucks for a schooner. I was like, wow. That's just too much. We're in the wrong game. Should we sell beer? Imagine if we sold beer. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we'd be a lot un, more unfit than what we already are. <laughs> exactly you right. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be a runner anymore. I wouldn't be feeling those sore knees, I can no. tell you that much. But it'd be interesting to see from people around what their lives have changed from not drinking. Like you just said, there was a bloke that you know that hasn't drank for a year. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, from him, I, and I'd love to try and get him on, but... Um, yeah, like what's his mindset like before? Did he do it purely because was it financial? Was it for his own well-being? Did he notice that when he was drinking, he was getting so flat the next day and, and you know, on the come down from the hangovers and things like that? Is that the reason he gave up? And, and if so, that's I find that extremely courageous because in our life and in, and in our, um, I suppose, environment and community, drinking is such a big part, especially if you're involved in local sporting clubs. You, you socialise, you drink. That's... Well, even with the stuff that we do with outside the locker room, we already know that when you go and do a drug and alcohol session, it's pretty, it's touchy-feely because where does most of the money come from for most clubs is over the bar. I think it's the second biggest earner behind the gate mm. or, you know, and then you've got the canteen following that in third. So yeah, it's, I'll, it'd be interesting to hear from someone who's like 18, 19 as well now, whether yeah. they can go and yep. do something and not drink or whether it's still a drinking yep. culture like it was back when we were growing up. Yeah, 100%. And because that was that were your pre-drinks before you went out to anywhere because you'd always go as, not as a team, but, you know, you, if you had, if you had an 18th you're a, on. You are a UDL man before you went out. I was not, mate. I've always <laughs> been I've always been draft on tap. Draft or, on tap? Always been draft. So I, uh, oh, I, was a CC, I, mean, I was a CC man, I think. Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day. Delicious. CC and dry. You know, might might have might have swung a cruiser here and there, but no, mate. I've always been a beer guy. Um, just got back from Oktoberfest, did a bit of damage over there. Don't want to brag. Um, but but even yeah, you're right that, that to speak to an 18 or 19 year old, and I mean, before we even talk about vaping, um, oh, I that's a, that's a whole other session. I spoke to a younger fella, probably maybe a year and a half, or it was in between one of the COVID lockdowns, and he was, we were out having a couple of drinks, we went back to someone's house, again, it was mid-afternoon, and he was started talking about getting coke. And he was 18 or 19, I'm pretty sure an apprentice, and I, and I, I don't do it, but the, I know how much it costs. Yeah. And as an apprentice, I assume I knew what his wage was, and for him to spend that much money on It's his whole week's wage. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And from all reports, it wouldn't have been the first time he'd done it either. So no, you've got people that are spending, we talk about expensive to go out and have a beer. Well, 
you throw the cost of that on as well, which I don't know if this is the route we wanted to take this podcast, but you know. But it's definitely it's it's a stigma stopper because you know, people it's it's almost like doing drugs nowadays. There is no stigma. No, no. That's, that, that's, if there's one thing that stigma's gone on, it's doing drugs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's no real stigma of drinking and getting drunk at an event, and now there's no stigma around doing alcohol, uh, doing drugs. But there almost should be because it's now Certainly, almost too yeah. commonplace for the younger generation yeah. coming through. Yet there's a stigma on doing meditation or going doing breath work or going doing to look know, after training yourself. to look yeah. after yourself. There's a stigma. Why would you do that? Or why yeah. would you learn cooking? Or yeah. why would you read a book? You know, there's stigma on all these sorts of interesting things, but on the stuff that yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting concept to think that you know yeah, geez, look at that weirdo over there doing breath work at a park, but. As as someone pulls a, a a bag of cocaine out of their wallet, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like oh, oh cool, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I should have yeah, I should have yeah. got some as well. Yeah. Um, it is it it's gonna. I feel like the podcast is going to be interesting. This has been a longer intro than we thought we were going to make, but I've enjoyed uh, it. I've enjoyed it as well. But it, it just sort of shows that it, the everyday stuff is going to be really interesting to hear from lots of different people. We get yeah. You know, we could potentially get some professional athletes on board or we just get normal business people or your everyday person to come on and be like, well, what do you actually do every day that potentially holds some stigma or you it might actually just end up being them feeling the stigma? Yeah. You know, yep, certainly. I, I, I cook my family a meal every night and that feels weird to me. Why? We're yeah. comparing ourselves to so much other stuff. Um, and are we just putting the stigma on our own selves rather than anyone else putting the stigma on it? Yeah being interesting could it's, come from within it's going to be a very interesting ride i think yeah, and it's going to open it's going to open up some interesting conversations because 110 percent i'm talking about aliens i know there's <laughs> stigma around aliens i was going to say there is on that i can tell you right now there's <laughs> mate there are aliens i've gone down the rabbit hole of joe rogan and anyone else that wants to talk about it and then jeremy corbell i could sit here all day and do the whole alien topic <laughs> And their stigma, you're laughing at me. You're laughing. No, no, you're, I, no there's no you're stigma. You're stigma at me now already. You should see Tim's face. It's He's stigma me up all because I'm going down the path of the aliens. No, I'll support you there. We can we can have one episode on that. Well, the other, I just said, I'm just thinking about all the topics we could do. I'm just thinking, I'm going to see a mate this afternoon. And every time I go there, her three or four year old son has got YouTube up and it's kids playing with toys. And so it's a kid watching kids play with toys, mm. and I'm like, "This is this is weird." Can we get a four year old on, you reckon? I, you know what, we probably could get him on. It'd be he would be absolutely great as a guest and to tell us why he does it. But I don't know how long his attention span would go for while we we're doing it. But there's a lot of things. There is definitely a lot of things to cover off in this. Certainly, um, there's definitely a lot of interesting conversations to have, and a lot of interesting guests we could get on i think the fact that there's no there's no whole bards here there's no rules yeah. around what angle we can take this because almost everything nowadays everyone has an opinion on something exactly there's right. going to be a stigma on something and it's going to be good to hear from different people around their views and we can learn something and go oh i might try that one and yeah. see if it works yep definitely all right well we will see you on the actual first episode we ever do beautiful